Well, welcome back to the Perseverance Podcast. This is the place where working musicians talk about the challenges of living a creative and successful career in the arts. If you're new to the show, you can read more about who we are by visiting our website, which is perservice.co. We are the freelancing related side of orchestraexcerpts.com, which is a free resource I started to help musicians to prepare for orchestra auditions. And this is our third and final episode related to money and specifically the benefits or dangers of using credit cards. We, again, have a different setup today than our other 23 episodes, because today I'm talking with our usual host, Anna Luce, who you hear on every episode, but also with her husband and credit card enthusiast, Greg Luce. And actually, I've known Greg uh, way longer than I've known Anna, because we were roommates uh, way back at a summer festival when we were just high schoolers. And we've kept in touch over the years, and he's such a hilarious and great guy. I'm so happy that he was able to take some time out of his busy schedule as the violist and the absolutely amazing Aeolus String Quartet uh, to stop by and share some advice with us. And if you are enjoying our program, would you consider supporting our work by becoming a patron of the show? The podcast will always be free. But with your help, we can make it better and make it more often and also reach more people. You can visit perservice.co slash patron to pledge your support. All it takes is $1 a month, or you can also search for our show on patreon.com. One of the biggest expenses of running a podcast is paying for the hosting. And we are so very appreciative of Fix Music Publishing for covering that cost for us. I personally can't stand trying to find high quality editions of music that I need to learn uh, from most the online retailers. You have to sort through all the pop cover garbage and then past all those terrible editions. And at Fix Music, it's the complete opposite. You start with all the great editions and that's it. (laughs) They are currently stocking violin, piano, and small ensemble selections. So visit fixmusic.com. That's F-I-C-K-S music.com. And if you use the promo code per service at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. All right, then that's it on with the show. Let's be be clear. We're in snow day two. Oh yeah. We saw your snow day part two and we have like not showered. (laughs) I don't think either of us have brushed our teeth. Greg woke up at noon. Our new mattress is killing his back. So he was like sleeping on the couch this morning. Times have been hard except not because I'm not doing anything. Okay. okay. We'll just fire it away. Someone introduce me. All right. Well, I, it is a real privilege. Tell him about me. Tell him, (laughs) tell him who I am. Come see how good I look. Hey, uh, so it is a real privilege to have um, maybe the lesser half of the loose household, right? Everybody says, oh, my God. I would half. agree with yeah, that. Yeah, the lesser yeah. half. But the one of the, the, what are you? You're the founding member of the Aeola String Quartet. Founding sounds. Oh, yeah, it's, it's just, just you me. Are, you are the, all right, I'm just going <laughs> to, I am the Aeolus Quartet. Uh, praised for Whatever. his especially enjoyable sound. Please welcome Greg Luce. Whoa! Sound. Yeah. You like these That's sounds? That's what's always you how like I feel this? about introducing people on a podcast is you just don't get that studio, like, massive applause. You just gotta be like, hey, welcome. Well, that's what you have editing right. for. So, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the applause that Michael's gonna edit in later. Greg Luce! There was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. And there could there also needs to be a small theme song okay. for this one time segment like Greg's Corner. If it's cold outside, come get warmer. If you want to eat Greek, come get shawarma. But to learn some skills from an alto guy, you better listen up now because you're in Greg's Corner. Ursa. No, 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 that's awful. <laughs> uh, it seems pretty obvious that inspiration strikes well after you need it to, so you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so we are yeah. here to talk about something that I know nothing about, and so you are the person to explain it to me from what I hear, is using credit cards, the pros and cons, and my philosophy so far has been I don't really want to use a credit card because I don't want to just get really used to waving this plastic magic wand around and having things show up and then starting to accumulate debt. And so that's sort of why I've strayed away from them, but there are lots of benefits to having them. Would you say? Yes. Many benefits. If you, uh, if you're smart and not dumb, I think, you know, the moment when you take an audition, for instance, or play a gig and you're it's it's always hard to project. Like, let's see, it's going to I'm going to get paid this amount of money. I won't get travel like I'll need to pay this. Like you sort of look at just the cost of taking an audition or taking a gig and it's sometimes disappointing to see how much it can chip away at just the fee you're offered, Mm -hmm. Um, which for the time of work that you're actually working can be pretty good. But, you know, there's just so many incidentals. So for me, I first thought about sort of dipping into the credit card points world and in fact, whole culture, because that feeling was I just hated it being like, wow, I just, you know, I was just busy for a week and got like fifteen hundred bucks, which seems pretty good. But then like I flew out here, there goes, you know, three hundred fifty. I had a checked bag. There yeah. goes fifty more. I paid for my meals, blah, blah, blah. So the point was like, if I can concretely find a system for whittling away at those negative feelings post gig, then that's something that'd be very beneficial and it would just lead me to greater life satisfaction. So are these all the situations where you like go play the concert and stuff and then a week or two later, then they pay you for the work you did or is it, is it ever the other way around where they pay for like your, I don't know. Not, that doesn't happen, does but it? Where they pay for travel or pay for... No, that can happen. I mean, as you can imagine, every presenter has totally different setups. Some of them are like, we're wow. going to need you here for 12 months and we can pay you $12. Like one per month seems pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, but they're paying travel and they're paying food and they're paying... You know, like really, yeah. it's just, as you can imagine, myriad different setups. Um, so there are, there are certainly mm-hmm. times when they're like, here's a travel stipend. And the good thing about that is our yeah. manager doesn't take a cut of travel stipend because she's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's like that's for travel. Because that's one of the biggest expenses then for you, right, is because with the quartet, you guys are flying all over the place. Like you guys are doing concerts in Dubai and the majority of concerts you play, you have to travel like pretty far and fly a lot, right? Yeah, we we fly all the time. We've made our made our air airline of choice, and then we just go with it. Like absolutely every chance we can. It's even worth a little bit to us to spend slightly more money to fly them than on anything else. So, yeah. So this idea of like accruing points, getting sort of a pool that you can work off of, is really great because mm-hmm. sometimes you'll see a flight that's like three hundred eighty bucks round trip, and then you just you time uh-huh. it right, you get you get a little lucky, and it's like twenty five thousand points round trip. So 
points are typically one okay. cent to a point. So right there, you pay $250 worth of points for a $380 ticket. Mm-hmm. You know, so for those of you who say, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm just going to fly, put my name on the ticket and not accrue points. It takes like so little effort. Just make a Google Doc you can access from anywhere. Always give them your frequent flyer number and then you'll be delighted and surprised if you're even remotely loyal with an airline. How at the end of a few years of doing this, just even even for like family vacations and stuff, you can be like, ta-da. I can now travel to this gig for free. <laughs> nice. What is your uh, airline of choice? We use Delta, but um, yeah, yeah. It, Are they? They're like Sky Alliance or something. There's like a bunch of exactly. them combined. Yeah, right? they have funny, funny global global names. Uh, Star Alliance S- is one of them. Sky Team. Sky Team. That's what it is. It's Sky Team. Is actually, it yeah. I, I was just totally I making know, that up. I, I know. It sounded kind of amazing. You nailed it. Um, it sounds like a Avengers. Yeah. Or- no, the Sky Team. Absolutely. And it's. I mean, I mean, stateside. It's mostly like. You're not going to fly KLM in the United States. That's the like the European affiliate for Sky Team. There are several, but here it's just like Delta versus United versus whatever Southwest. So it makes sense to stay in your group. It does. Or whatever, whatever one you. And then yeah. do you use a credit card from the airline or do you use a different one? Do you have do you have to shop around to find a different credit card that gives you the best reward systems? Yeah. So there, there are tons of ways you can do it. If you want absolute simplicity, like just like to dip your toes into the shallow end of the credit card points culture, which I'm not even kidding. It is like a whole, there's a whole culture built up yeah. around, around this. There's some, some websites, there's one called the points guy you can yeah. look at and they just like pick apart every single credit card sign up bonus. And like on occasion just post great fares. And it's not all super applicable because in large part, he's talking about business travel and first class flights and saving on those. But maybe for some people that is useful. Right. But they also um, there's another one called Nerd Wallet, which talks a lot about pairing up the cost of credit card points against against the benefit you get from applying. So, I mean, there's several ways to think about it. Um, if you just want total simplicity, don't want to mess with this. Don't think it's a fun hobby. Then you can totally just, yeah, get a decent credit card for the airline that you want to travel on. And that's like, that's like totally fine. You collect points that way, but there are better ways to do it. So you're not the extremist where to like get airline points, you will like check out a rental car, drive it around the block and return it because they had a great deal. If you rent a car, you get a thousand miles or something like that. Do you, do you do stuff like that? Or I, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I heard this amazing story about this guy who discovered this deal with like Hertz car rental or something like that, where if you did a, like a one way rental in one day, they would quadruple the amount of points you got on your airline of choice. And he found out that yeah. those were status qualifying points. So he flew to some Island in France where he could drive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. He, he could like drive from one side of the Island to the other, return the car, drive back. And he just spent four days doing this and got platinum medallion status with Delta. And he just basically, and it was like $22, (laughs) like a one way. So he essentially spent, I think like it it was, you can, you can Google this story. It's somewhere out there. Yeah. I I think I've heard stuff like that. Silly. Or like the, the yogurt lid thing where they're like, Oh yeah, that was the other one I heard. I heard it was like, uh, yeah, you have to buy like a thousand cartons of yogurt or something. And you got like yeah. 4,000 miles or something. And, and he gave them all away. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but this, this leads us into the larger discussion here mm-hmm. of the best way to do this. And I think there are, there are several, several questions that are thoughts that I have sort of put together in thinking about what would be useful for the per service community. Uh-huh. 
And the first one is just, I know it's like a large question. Doesn't it hurt your credit score to apply for credit cards? Yeah, this is, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> yeah, you've, I've heard, okay, we'll I've, almost I've skip it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've already been there. Next. Uh, okay, next, next one. No, uh, no, no, one. no, I, I, but this is, <laughs> this is something that it's like, I should, I should have said, I've heard the concern. I haven't heard the answer. I, I would, I would like to. Yeah, know. so the concern and the answer are both important, Michael. <laughs> um, so the first, uh, for those, for those of you, us, everyone who aren't aware, credit, there are credit scores, which is basically a three digit number between 300 and 850, which is a numerical representation, just like the, the, the fast and dirty of how reliable you are at repaying credit and whether or not you're worth it for an organization like a bank or credit card company to, to give you credit, whether or not they think you're going to pay it back. And the higher, the better. 850 is the perfect score, like I said. And it's totally true that after you make any application on credit for a credit card, for an instrument loan, for a home mortgage, anything, any any time like that, that you're giving your social security number and they're admitting we're going to do a credit check, your credit score will go down. Mm -hmm. So you apply for one card, yes, and it's it's going to go down. But um, the thing that I've sort of learned by kind of observing it, and there are ways you can observe it, there are uh, systems that you can sign up for that sort of monitor your credit for you and let you know if it dips or if there's an mm-hmm. inquiry on your credit, like in, in case someone is that sort of credit protection, yeah. like if someone's trying to take out a Time Warner cable account or something like that. Yeah. yeah, it will. It will go down. But basically, after a few months of repaying it, that credit card, it should be back up to where it was before. And um, there's only so high that a credit score under under anyone's social security number will get without any credit. So for those of you who think I've never used credit, so that's great. So I've got plenty of credit. It's not true. You have to. Be, mm, yeah, yeah, you it doesn't work like that, yeah. worthiness in this funny little system. Um, so, I mean, yeah. I've got out under my name, probably nine or 10 credit cards and my credit score is over 800. So it's like, like, I mean, you know, whatever, whoop-de-doo. But, but the point is basically just saying like having a lot of credit Mm -hmm. cards doesn't mean it's impossible to have a high credit score. In fact, in some ways it makes it possible because of them, you're showing more loyalty and the ability to repay larger amounts of credit. So if you can dip into this and be disciplined to set up for after you after you apply for a credit card, set up auto pay for the complete balance, um, the world can be your mm-hmm. oyster, an oyster that you oh. buy with points. Pointster. Oh, points oyster. There the it pointster. Is. Pointster. <laughs> it was right there. So, we so found tell, it. this is where I get a little confused. If you because if you carry a balance and you're paying the like three or four or five percent, whatever APR, that's defeating the purpose of getting these like rewards or these cashback cards is it, that's what I think. It's like if you're not disciplined about it and you start to get some debt, that's where they eat you alive and it's it's not worth having yep. a card. But so tell me you're paying off your your balance before you get charged any interest, right? Is that, that's what's happening? Yeah. So if, when you go to sign up for auto pay for any credit card, typically there are two options. Mm -hmm. One is minimum balance, which sounds great because everyone's like, Oh, "Oh, pay less money. (laughs) Um, that's not what it means. It's, it's actually the one you want to click on is like total balance or Mm -hmm. total statement or something like that. The one that's more money for instance, because otherwise they're just saying, we require $35 from you for this, you know, $2,000 bill, if that's what you had, Mm -hmm. um, or statement rather. Um, 
And then, so the 35 bucks would just disappear from that 2000 mm-hmm. and the remaining whopping $1,965, they would charge like 10% interest on. That's where it's like, ouch. Yeah, that's where it's not. So don't do that. So if, so if you do, if you say pay the full balance and you pay $2,000, they're like, if you had a, if you bought a plane ticket that cost $2,000 and you pay that completely off, they're not charging you like $2,015 nope. or something, right? You're just paying yeah. Okay. So the way credit card companies make money one of two ways. One is late payments or non-payments. Then like they charge you interest on that. And of course, if that number gets to a certain ratio of interest to principal, then they will call collections and say, mm-hmm. go get us our money. And collections is bad. Right. And a lot of see your credit score will totally tank if you're not paying cards on time. So they do monitor it based on how good you are repaying. And the other way credit cards companies make money is by charging transaction fees to the merchant. So if you so it's like three hundred eighty four dollars for a round trip to wherever you're going to pay three hundred eighty four dollars on your credit card. It's not like they're charging you the money for the technology that it requires to support the card. They actually charge the merchant. Good stuff. So. So that's that. It's the same for you if you pay cash or credit cards. That can bring us to a second point, which is um, a very important point. Where are you really going to make most of the repayment or most of the benefit for having a card against the annual fee Mm -hmm. is in the sign up bonus. The you need a I need reverb for that. Do it. The sign up bonus. (laughs) All right. Hopefully 12 the- second reverb. All right, I'll see what I can do. That's- okay, I should do it again. We need 12 solid Stadium. seconds of silence afterwards. <laughs> We're not going to do that. So um, so it's good to look and think about credit card sign-up bonuses as practically as you possibly can. Yeah. Like, am I really just signing up for this card for the sign-up bonus? Or am I? Right. is it something I'm going to use long-term? So, But uh, there are better sign-up bonuses than a Frisbee or a T-shirt like on your college campus, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there certainly are. So let's look at a concrete example. And those of you that get bored when you hear numbers, skip ahead by two minutes. Those of you, oh, I, pro- I already lost them because I said two minutes. <laughs> no, I mean, so for instance, there is a credit card which became available recently. And looking at it, it's kind of interesting to think about whether or not it's worth the whopping sign up, uh, the whopping annual fee that it has. So mm-hmm. the one I'm talking about, I can name specifics, right? Like is this the, the American Express black card? No, you it's can't. not. That's a cool card, but that's, that's like a, you like have to be a millionaire. Like it's like a black box that. of, yeah, <laughs> yes, let's leave it at that. Um, so the one I was talking about is the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, which, so the Chase Sapphire Reserve card has an annual fee. Annual fee of four hundred fifty dollars. That's like, yeah, that's a lot of money. So that's a lot right out of the gate, it's like, okay, well, that's not probably not worth it. But inevitably, like, you got to do your research to see I get, why. That's like, I got to play a pretty good gig. Yeah, just exactly. To spend it's like, money. Yeah, just to spend the money it took to get there. Yeah, yeah. what a what a benefit. Um, I'll so, let you continue um, though. I, I, I'm keeping an open mind. No, that's fine. That's fine. I appreciate having a skeptic on board. So a yearly cost like that can seem totally ridiculous. Um, if you look at the point that redemption value for Chase Ultimate Rewards, which is what they call the points you get using the Sapphire Reserve as well as the Sapphire Preferred card, it's something like one and a half cents per point. So the current sign-up bonus is 50,000 points after spending and repaying $4,000 on the card in three months. So that's like kind of a lot of money also over three months, but... Mm-hmm. Most slash some people can do it. Um, 
If that was the only benefit right out of the gate, you'd be in the positive by $300 since 50,000 points at this redemption rate equals $750 if used maximally, which is to, to respend the points um, on their travel portal. Mm-hmm. So right right there, it's like you're $300 in the positive for the first year because of that sign-up bonus. Mm-hmm. But there are other benefits. Um, you get a $300 travel incidental reimbursement per year, which means like you'd name an airline and then... For instance, if you typically like to fly Delta, but you hate paying checked baggage fees on United, Uh um, then you can name United as your travel incidentals reimbursement airline. And then all your checked bags up to $300, they will just give you back as a statement credit. Hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So it's like if if you're traveling a lot, then it it would make sense. Well, it's funny because like one round trip Mm -hmm. can be like a $25 check bag fee one way and then the other way. So it's like 50 bucks right just right there, which it's like if you could just get that money paid for, then it's like basically you'd be paying Chase for the annual fee rather than the airline for the check bag fee. So you can you have to you see what I'm saying? You have to basically make a mental spreadsheet of like Mm -hmm. this is good. This isn't worth it. Um, That same card has a one hundred dollar credit for global entry and pre-check application fees every five years, which is how long those programs last. Uh, No foreign transaction fees whatsoever. So anywhere you scan your card, you know, swipe your card overseas you're not paying foreign transaction fees, which lesser credit cards with lower annual fees, you still would. And there's other miscellaneous benefits, but if you can take advantage of just the stuff that I mentioned Mm -hmm. for this car, the $450 annual fee would be offset by $1,150 of benefits. Um, so like during travel season, this could be pretty good. Was one of the first things you said was like, if you spend, was it $4,000 in three months? That's this one. Yeah, exactly. Then so you have to spend that money, and right there you would get depending on how, what you spend the that money on. If you're spending it on airline tickets, then you're getting three cents per point back, which is really good. Um, if you're spending it on anything else, it's one cent per point. So you get four thousand points right there, which you can multiply by point oh one five to see the dollar value. You see, so it's like blah blah. It goes on and on. Um, so it sounds like I'm preaching this card, like you should totally get it, but I'm not necessarily because recently this card had an even better 100,000 point sign up bonus that, um, so it sounds like, sounds like I'm saying to get it right now, but honestly, if you can wait for something like that, then the $1,150 of benefits to offset the $450 annual fee would look more like $1,500 of benefits to offset the $450 annual fee. Mm. So if you can be practical about it, you look at these painful sign-up bonuses. And I mean, for me, it's like if you're traveling one round trip a month for work, uh, then suddenly it looks like maybe it's worth it to get one of these mm-hmm. super expensive credit cards. I guess that that's just sort of, it's yeah. like you have to sort of know your spending habits. And if that's, if it's right for you, I sort of would be careful about if you don't if you wouldn't normally spend $4,000 in three months, like if you're feeling pressured that I I have to spend all this money in a short amount of time in order to qualify for the bonus, then it's probably not great because you're like, they want you to spend more money. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that leads me to my like third big point, which is that you should never get a credit card that would require you to change your spending habits. Ah, For instance, that was, that was a good setup for that. I didn't even know where, where you're going with I, that. But. Like I said, I, I precognated Pre- every, <laughs> that's everything you're going to say. I, you don't even have to be here viola, for this conversation. Viola if you don't power. Want. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, for, just do the sign offs. Remember the sign offs go Michael, Anna, 
Oh shoot! No, that's not even the, the order. Of yeah. Sign off. Oh crap! Work work you into the sign off. No, we can do it. Well, anyway, uh, so for instance, if there's a credit card that gets you thirty points per dollar for clothes for a pet weasel that you're never going to get, then it's probably not right for you. <laughs> that's what we mean when we say like, get the card that's right for you, because. If you're interested in dipping into this way of paying for auditions with, you know, um, points and the like, it's it's it can be really tempting to look at a good sign up bonus and, and think like, wow, all I have to do is spend that much money and I'll get, you know, let's say you don't use Hilton hotels for some reason. Yeah. You don't like Paris. I don't know. Um, and then then it's like it's not worth it for you to have points in that place, regardless of how good the sign up yeah. bonus is. So there are several cards there um, that give you bonus for uh bonuses for like commuting and the like um so bonus points per dollar spent on you know subway sub not the sandwich shop the actual subway um, <laughs> nice. or good um, distinction yeah exactly there's the blue cash preferred card from amex which gives you i think three percent cash back on gasoline so if you're driving to gigs a lot rather than flying you can make use of that if that's your primary card for that and and you know you again you you're going to want to offset the amount of money you're spending um, against and like you will get back as, as credit um, with your 3% credit against the annual fee. That's a good starter credit card for those of you who are in that situation, which I think is probably a larger number of people than those flying all over the place for gigs, just because gas, you know, gets expensive. Even, even if you got a Prius, it still uses gas. What was the name of that one again? Still does. That's the Amex blue cash preferred. It also gets that one is like, it's just a great card for families because it gets 6% cash back, which is a lot for a credit card on supermarkets. It's like grocery stores. You go, you spend a hundred dollars on groceries, you get six bucks cash back. Um, and that's, I mean, that's just excellent. Like I don't, I, most people I think should be interested in that sort of card. Yeah. The last like big point that I have is just simply one that I stated earlier, like do your research, know what you're getting into. And I mentioned two, two resources that I use just for keeping in, keeping in touch with this kind of hobby I have of, um, collecting points and using them wisely. Mm-hmm. Um, nerd, nerd wallet is one of them. And points guy is another one. Um, and, a, and the last tiny little thought is also that if you're spending points, to buy flights, you're not going to be able to, you can't legally deduct the points from your taxes. The government won't view spending points as spending money. So you need to think about like, maybe, um, maybe I can, you know, spend the points on vacation travel or like getting home for Thanksgiving or Christmas, which those, those can be stupidly expensive tickets for those of you flying home as Mm -hmm. you know. So like it can be better for that sort of thing any sort of casual trip, but of course just not spending money at all to, to travel for an audition sounds pretty appealing to people too. That would be nice. wouldn't It It would be, they get, they can get expensive, especially, I mean, buying a flight and a hotel and all that. Yeah. It adds up so fast. It's, it's bad. And Michael bringing it down. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's It's like anything you can do to offset. You did. It's dead. Um, so good. Any other, I feel like we were talking once, but you had some interesting tricks about like target gift cards or something. And (laughs) let me chime in here. That's called manufactured Manufactured spending. spending. (laughs) And it sounds morally Mm -hmm. questionable. Apparently it's not. Um, yeah, I feel like there's, there's <laughs> stuff like uh, Ebates or, or some, there's some kind of ways that you can like, yeah, there's all, all kinds of stuff. 
Back to Greg. Okay, you're, you're talking about two these totally are, different things. Ebates is a shopping portal wow. that I found. That um, the, I mean, the point of it is that they they redirect traffic to certain websites for retail or whatever, you know, and yeah. those websites will repay Ebates for the traffic. So, but I mean, one of them is it's kind of funny. It's like you get I think seven percent cash back on app store purchases so like anytime you buy an app you get like seven percent mm-hmm. cash back on it which is hilarious all you have to do is like sign up for ebates and then you uh whenever you're going to buy anything you'll go to the ebates website or portal type in where you're going anthropology mm-hmm. bonobos west elm and then it'll say like one percent cash back or whatever and you just click on it and then you shop normally and then you just get cash back again if you're willing to click around on the internet which everyone is then you can just like get a small amount of cash back and that's that's in addition to whatever you're making with your credit cards or loyalty programs with these places so that's one ebates um the other the other thing uh it's up to your discretion whether this is interesting enough for the podcast but manufactured spending is hilarious um okay it's basically a way any any system that you use to not really spend money and make it look like you have spent money so we've we've all done this around like um like when you're applying for a mortgage for instance you're trying to make it look like you've made you make a lot of money and when Mm -hmm. you're when you pay taxes you try to make it look like you don't make much money (laughs) so so this is uh, we deduct everything exactly everything which can get you into trouble because eventually government will say like uh businesses have to make money so (laughs) Uh, you're of course they're like you're you're barely doing it here but anyway manufactured spending for instance a thing that people sometimes do to make money so i'll give you one system that's hilarious if you need to spend ten thousand dollars for some crazy huge one hundred thousand point sign up bonus within three months so um, you could go to a grocery store. You could buy a gift card on a credit card. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's say you get a $1,000 gift card, a visa, like uh, what's it called? Vanilla or whatever. Like they call them something like that. I can't remember. It's like the point is that they're very simple. Okay. And then you take that to your neighborhood target and you've got a gift card, like yeah. a Visa gift card. So it's uh-huh. somewhere between a credit card, a debit card, and cash. You probably had to pay a couple extra dollars. Exactly. It could be like five bucks for the $1,000 card or something. If that's a decent example, it's, you could probably do that. Um, and then you would load a Target Red card, which is a prepaid spending card. And it has to be the prepaid one, not the credit version, with this debit card. Mm-hmm. And then you can use... Target red cards have this system in which you can pay credit card bills with the dollars that you have on the Target red card. So all you do is you buy the gift cards, you oh load them onto the Target red card, like and, re- yep, and then you repay the credit card company. And the, so the the reason you do all this is that the credit card company at the end of the day would say, "Oh, look, he spent one thousand dollars on this one thousand five dollars on this purchase at." CVS or whatever to mm-hmm. buy the gift cards. Yep. And they say, it. there you go. That's $1,050 or $1,005 towards this $10,000 sign up bonus. And, but they also got a payment back for $1,000 a few days later. So you've already paid it off. And it's like, you never actually spent the money because it just went in a circle. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Doesn't it sound illegal? Uh, it does sound illegal. I don't know if you can put that on the podcast, but hold on. But, hold on, but I feel like if it, <laughs> they have to know it's happening. And well, it's like a loophole like they factored yeah. in or something. I will say yeah. we haven't made this like infinitely clear, but the point of credit cards, if you're able to be responsible and pay them off and do the full auto pay, is that as musicians, you know, we are 
we talk a lot about the feast or famine aspect of our careers and our lifestyles. And I think it's just a matter if you're using cash only, which is great and sometimes financially responsible if you really need to mark what you're making and spending and, and you still can mm-hmm. do all of this within a budget. But the point is like, if you want to maximize, Oh, what word am I looking for? Rewards. <laughs> if you want to just not get, give a dollar, get a dollar or whatever, dollar for dollar transactions. And you can do, <laughs> you can do more for yourself and allow yourselves a little pleasures mm-hmm. in life when you're not very rich at all. So, so for instance, Greg and I have never been very rich, but like we've able, been able to do some extra things because we've yeah. been wise with credit cards. If you're not wise, it's not going to be worth it. You know, because as he mentioned several times, it could be detrimental to your financial life and your credit score. But if you know exactly what you're doing and you're super wise about it, then like, for example, last year we stayed twice at the Park Hyatt for free, which is a $950 a night hotel. And because Greg was smart about this points thing, Mm -hmm. this one card, that's like the reward. And it was like our staycation, you know. So there are ways to do this where it benefits you and allows you little like extras in life that we can't have as musicians otherwise, but it does require a lot of responsibility, but at the same time you're getting money back for your gas and your groceries. Um, and I'll, I'll take, I'll put a picture on the Instagram of my wallet cause Greg keeps it labeled and it's hysterical <laughs> so that we can maximize our points. Yeah. But yeah, like let's just reinforce that it requires being responsible and, and doing some extra research and taking a little time. For me, the thing to remember is that all these rewards and cashback and stuff, they're coming from the people who are delinquent or laid on their payments that are paying the interest. Like the money is coming from those people. So as, as long as you aren't the person that's paying the rewards to other people, then it, it's a grid system and it's, and it's worth uh, utilizing because I love how, I love what you said, Anna, that it is like a perk that if you are responsible, it can be a nice little benefit that you wouldn't normally get to. Yeah, enjoy. exactly. I mean like free vacations sounds good. And this is like, it's funny because this is sort of the crux of what per mu- per service musicians go through, which is like you, you know, you, you may, you have a job that like the hours to dollar payment ratio can be pretty good. It can be like, okay, this is a, here's a two rehearsals in a concert and it's like $400 and you know, it's like 80 bucks an hour or something like, you know, something like that. It looks pretty good, but right out of the gate, yep. you, you know, you're, you're taking money off the top and you're not getting paid vacation like other people do, even just if few days a year. You're not getting, um, you know, you're not getting insurance provided. There's all these other things that I feel like anything you can do to create your own company benefits, like local little company benefits like this, for instance, is a way to have a free, free paid vacation. Like you could think of it that way. It's just like I put in this time every now and then to make sure I'm organized with how I'm spending my money and the rewards I'm getting back for it. And on at the other end of, you know, a year of doing that, then you've got enough points to fly seriously to like Tokyo and back and just like, well, thanks. I don't feel so critical of credit cards anymore. You are are starting to, (laughs) it's like, exactly. (laughs) You got to build up an immunity. That's where I am. I'm like, whatever. I drink this stuff all day. Yeah. But like, you know, our career is such that we're set up to not have what everyone considers to be normal, like regular vacations. And like, like he's saying, maternity leave and paternity leave. And so I think it's just us taking advantage of the system. That's definitely flawed, but it's like, Hey, it's probably not going to change. So just like be wise about it and take advantage and create benefits for yourself. Nice. Yeah. 
It's cool, right? It's like you can create a little business attitude and yeah, just up around yourself for being a musician if you can do little things like oh, that. Oh man, this is good. This might have to be a, its own yeah. standalone episode. It was, it was so much good stuff in here. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah. And I mean, like another, the next thing you could do is just like borrowing information from several different blogs. You could compile it, compile it in a different way. Look at credit card offers and say like for the person, you know, for the local drives a lot musician, like, you know, a lot of restaurants on the road, a lot of, um, a lot of gasoline charges. You could, you could totally just do that and like have like these two cards would totally do it for this yearly fee, but they're only worth it if you spend this much money or you could do like for the traveling audition taker, you're like, you know, the Hyatt card to get the free free night stay every year plus the two at any Hyatt plus bonus points when you stay at a Hyatt equals eventual free stays plus, you know, the Delta credit card if you're, you know, so it's like yeah. basically for any setup, it seems like if if you're not trying to like exploit the systems like I totally am, two credit cards could totally be enough to like create the benefits that you would want. All right. Well, Greg, where can people learn more about you and the Aeolus string quartet? I appreciate it, Michael. They can, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, funny videos and stuff. We have a website, aeolusquartet.com, wow. A-E-O. L U S Q U A R T E T dot C O M. That's the whole thing. Oh my god. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's like H T T P. Nope. <laughs> that and also saying www has gotten really hard. I kind of stopped saying w- it. No, you know me. Yeah, it doesn't. You can punch it in without that. No, yeah, go you don't even anyway. need it. Don't even need it. Boom. Love it. Anyway, I've been Greg Luce. I've been Michael O'Giblin. <laughs> And lucky for Christian and Jess, they didn't have to be here for this. <laughs> he needs his own podcast. Do you want to get guest artist mouth trumpeting? Oh, yeah, oh, guess, could you? You take it for a spin. Wow. 2.0. trying to show me Mouth up. trumpet 2.0 mm-hmm. right there. You imply that it's an improvement on the original. Not true. It's my hey. wife. She's an incredible <laughs> artist. Watch it. If you're lucky, it'll be the fast and loose. Fast and trumpet duo. Fast Mouth and loose. loose. <laughs> fast and loose trumpet duo of the mouth. Yeah. Questionable. Okay, bye. Well, that is our show, folks. What do you think? Are credit cards something you can use strategically to gain rewards and maybe even treat yourself? Or are they enabling poor spending choices and increasing your debt? Well, I think I learned from our conversation today is that there are benefits from both approaches. Meaning, if you can use a credit card to pay for your life expenses that you have to pay for regardless, you could build up some nice rewards and your credit score as well if you are paying it completely off before being charged interest. And even though I've been cautious about using credit cards because of this disconnect between buying things and having to pay for them later, and that slippery slope of immediate gratification, I think Greg and I both agree that whatever your route you go with, you still need to be very careful about how you spend your money and choose a system that works specifically for you. Just to cover our bases here, neither of us are affiliated with any of the credit cards we mentioned here today. 
Although there is a little referral link to Ebates on the show notes page where you can get $10 off your purchase at literally thousands of retailers online. And if you go through that link, we will earn a small commission at no extra cost to you. That is at perservice.co slash 24 and is where you'll also find the summaries of everything we mentioned here today. We also have a great guide to making money by gigging. If you sign up for our email list, that's also in the sidebar of our website, perservice.co. And you might be thinking, oh man, I love this discussion, but every other week is not enough. Where could I get more? Well, we talk throughout the week on Slack, which is a communication app for teams because we're done with the Facebook groups and internet forums, we'd like to encourage you to try out our Slack community. The sign-up form is on our show notes page or also at perservice.co slash Slack. And you can also follow us during the week on Instagram. We are at perservicepodcast. And another thing you could really help us out by doing is to leave us a rating or review in iTunes. It just helps other musicians find our show. And we greatly appreciate the support from Siri Bloom, Kathleen Lavengood, and Brigham and Sarah Lee for supporting our work on Patreon. Thank you, ladies. May your troubles be less, your blessings be more, and nothing but happiness come through your door. And if you would like to join our community of supporters, head over to perservice.co slash patron, or again, just search for our show on patreon.com. Now, I leave you with this final quote to think about from Bernard Metzler, who says, the real measure of your wealth is how much you'd be worth if you lost all your money. Hmm. Well, we will see you again in two weeks. Until then, be well and practice well. If it's cold outside, come get warmer. If you want to eat Greek, come get shawarma. But to learn some skills from an alto guy, you better listen up now because you're in Greg's Corner.